It's Wednesday, September 21st here on the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Crossover Football, giving coaches the ability to break down game film in order to pull stats, searchable clips, tendency reports, and much more from both desktop and mobile solutions. To try one game for free, sign up for a demo at crossover.com slash pylon. That's crossover with a K dot com slash pylon. And you get one free breakdown when you sign up today. Now, Wednesday, if you were with us last week, okay, Wednesday is the day that Mark and I are going to be giving you our plays of the week. Uh, this week, we're only going to be doing, once again, the offensive and special teams plays of the week. The primary reason being uh, that we have yet to find a sponsor for defense. It's tough, Mark. It's tough to find a sponsor out there for it's, defense. It's tough out there. Listen, listeners, if you guys know of a sponsor that would like to sponsor our defensive play of the week, let us know. Send them our way. Um, cause we've got two great sponsors for the offensive and special teams and you know, we just need a third. We do. You know, three's company. You know, we're, we're just looking for that. It's, it's gotta be the right fit. I stress right. fit. We talk about this with teams a lot, but it's no different with a podcast. You have to have the right fit for every piece there. So we're still looking for that sponsor for the defensive side of the ball. No one likes defense today. I don't know why, but, uh, it's tough to find. So Mark, let's start off uh, with our Harry Stamper All-Go Offensive Play of the Week. That's right, folks. The Harry Stamper Offensive All-Go Play of the Week brought to you by Stamper Oil. We drill deep. And we're going to look at a play from Atlanta against Oakland, actually. Um, This is a play that I want to talk about for a couple of reasons. First of all, um, in breaking down films so far through two weeks, I've been noticing a trend with some teams. Atlanta's one. Minnesota's definitely one. Detroit's another. A lot of three tight end sets, more than I expected to see, at least in the early going, especially now the weather's nice. You figure you come out, spread the ball out, slant it all over the place. Three tight end sets, and that's what we're going to see on this play. It's a play from the third quarter, um, the 508 mark of the f- third quarter. Atlanta has the football on their own 39-yard line. And they come out, like I said, with 13 personnel, one running back, one wide receiver, and three tight ends. Matt Ryan's under center. And they've got two tight ends to the right, including rookie Austin Hooper, who's on the line of scrimmage. Tolo, their third tight end, is in the wing. And their number one tight end, Jacob Tammy's on the left side with Julio Jones split to the left. So that's kind of the offensive setup. Oakland seeing three tight ends. They're expected to run. Atlanta just run the ball in the previous play for a good game. So they're in their base 4-3 in an under front and they're running what looks to be cover one and i say what looks to be is because it's a little tough to tell given how things kind of go haywire pretty quickly after the snap what do you see happening there well they show outside zone to the left side to tammy's side of the field so you get everybody up front the three tight ends the fine five down linemen they're all flowing in unison to the left showing that sort of outside zone blocking movement now seeing that you know, the two linebackers, you've got in an under front, you've got Bruce Irvin on the line of scrimmage. He's lined up just on the outside shoulder of Tammy. The other two linebackers, you know, typical linebacker alignment, they see that movement. They read run, so they kind of collapse forward. Now, as this happens, Ryan takes a snap, peels, opens to his left to fake that outside zone run and play to the left side. Hooper, the rookie tight end on the backside, he flows in unison down to the left and just continues kind of going down the line of scrimmage. As this is happening, Tammy immediately comes on a short, shallow route from the left to the right. Julio Jones comes on a deeper sort of over route from the left to the right. So you can kind of picture in your mind now, you've got the block and all flowing to the left, and you've got these two routes from Tammy kind of on a shallow 
and um, from Jones and a little deeper, coming over from the left to the right, kind of away from the flow of the block. I'm feeling an awful lot of Gary Kubiak right now. Yeah, you're feeling some Kubiak love, aren't you? Well, it gets a little bit better because the target on this play is Hooper on sort of what we call throwback design because you run that action, you get everybody moving, sort of defense moving to their right as the offense of line shows that block into the left. Then when Ryan starts to boot back to the other side, away from the flow of the blocking, you've got those two routes from Tammy and Julio Jones coming over. That's sort of your basic you know, boot action that you see. You fake the run to one side, you roll the quarterback back to the other with crossing routes coming from that backside towards the quarterback in that sort of same direction. So now as the defense, who is all kind of red run, they start to react to this, they're looking for those crossing routes. So they, Tammy's covered, Julio Jones gets double covered, but slowly leaking out back to the left is Hooper, who's kind of come down the line of scrimmage like he was blocking, stayed down the line of scrimmage, and then just sort of leaks out into that back left flat. And that's exactly where Ryan hits him. I mean, it's it's a wide open play. Cooper sort of leaks out. Like I said, the ball was at their own 39-yard line. He catches it at about, well, it's a little bit deeper than I thought. He catches it at Oakland's 35. Okay. But I mean, he, he just, he gets vertical because there's nobody there. I mean, typically what you see is you see at least a safety or a cornerback like on that backside, maybe if it's cover three or cover two, you've got somebody there deep. He just keeps going. And Ryan sees that as well, sees that there's nobody to that side of the field. There's a linebacker who's on the hash mark. When Ryan releases the ball, Hooper's on the numbers. And about uh, two or three yards deeper than the closest guy. So, I mean, he's got a ton of separation. And there is no – other than that linebacker who's to the inside of the field, there is nobody. I mean, absolutely nobody. Nobody outside of the hash mark. Nobody near the numbers. Nobody deeper. I mean, it is wide open. So, Ryan just leads Hooper down the field. He almost leads him – doesn't lead him enough. It's kind of underthrown. Hooper has to, like, twist back to the ball to get it. And that linebacker is able to chase him down and finally knock him out of bounds, you know, inside the 30-yard line. So it doesn't go for a touchdown, but it's just a beautifully designed play. And what I really like about it are two things. The personnel, I mean, you come out of 13 personnel, Yep. you expect run. You get the defense in their base defense. And when you've got sort of an athletic tight end in Hooper, like they do, a rookie tight end out of Stanford, you know, he's a guy that can sell that route, and he sells it extremely well. And he's a good blocker, so you kind of expect him to be in there. Again, with that personnel package, you're expected run. So that's what they expect. I like that. like it for that reason, and I like it for the situation. It's sort of near midfield. You've already run the ball pretty well on this drive. So, again, you get that defense thinking run, and they've got to react to two different external sort of stimuli. First, you show run and you show that boot. Yep. You're expecting those crossers coming from the backside. Yep. When they, that's what they're looking for. That's their first initial reaction to the switch when they don't see the run and play. So they don't even expect that third little element, which is that sort of backside throwback from the tight end. What exactly do you see from the Atlanta linemen on this? Because I, I was kind of going through this mentally as you were describing it. And my first thought was, okay, maybe you can sneak them out almost as, uh, you know, kind of screen blockers to the left. But then I'm thinking okay, well, you don't want to bring him right to where the guy is because then you're just bringing defensive linemen with them. Are they pretty much playing it true as as a run block and then into pass blocking on that boot action? No, they're shown basically run block the entire way. And okay. this is kind of what we talk about. You know, We talked about it a little bit with the LSU passing yeah. game, yeah. play action passing game piece. They're showing run keys all the way, and that's what really helps sell this. That's what helps those linebackers that 
you know, to bite on that fake and to stay underneath and stay in sort of run defense alignment until the last sort of moment because they're showing run keys to those linebackers and that's what they're reading. Like if you come out of your stance, you take like one step and then set up the pass block, they'll read that pretty quickly and get back into their zones. But here, they sell run block pretty much through the entire of the play until Ryan's basically boot booting to the backside. And that's when everybody starts dropping back and they're kind of sent out to pass block, but it's still really run action. Okay. Okay. Uh, what else, anything else that you noticed about this play uh, before we wrap this one up? No, man, I think we covered it pretty well. I mean, it was just, you know, a nice little design. I mean, when you pause it after Ryan's thrown the ball, you've got, um, you know, like I said, Tammy's double covered. Julio Jones is double covered. Although they've been doubling him pretty much most of the game. And he still caught 100 had a touchdown and 108 yards or something with a bum leg. So Julio Jones is pretty good, man. But yeah, I think yeah, he's okay. It. He's all right. Yeah, he's okay. He's all right. No big deal. Let's, uh, let's move over to special teams. Before we do, I just want to remind you that today's show is brought to you by crossover football, helping coaches to win more games and make smarter use of the film room with your team. Crossover breaks down and stats out your game film, giving you searchable clips, advanced ODK tendency reports, and a wealth of other great information that you can access from any PC or any mobile device. Your formations and personnel packages can be labeled with your own terminology, so you can create custom highlight reels, and then you can share them with anyone on the platform, including your own coaches and players. To try one game for free, sign up for a demo at crossover.com slash pylon. That's crossover with a K dot com slash pylon, and you get one free breakdown when you sign up today special teams time mark yeah and for the special teams play chuck we do have a sponsor as you outlined at the beginning of the show we serve a sponsor we certainly do this is uh the second installment of the president whitmore weekly medal of special teams it is brought to you by case crop dusting we dust left we dust right we can't dust straight that's fantastic. That's a great. That's a great tagline and great copy. It's look. They, you know, I really they, like it. They 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 go side to side, man. It's what they do. Best in the business. If you don't have a uh, you know a straight line to go in. Now speaking of going from side to side, as a kicker, that's not what you want. But as a punter, sometimes it is what you want. So are we going kicker or punter or so, something else? So I had waited actually thirty two games in the NFL season to see a return touchdown. So we're actually going punt return, okay? Are we going the Royal return? We're going with the Eddie Royal return, okay? Nice. And and to the be highlight honest, of that game for Chicago, it's probably the highlight of the season for Chicago to this point. I mean, it's uh, that that Chicago team I think is going to have uh, some real challenges this year. Uh, but I do want to talk about this return a little bit, okay? And what we see in this, uh, Philly is punting from their own 12-yard line. And they're set up on the right hash. And what Chicago does is Chicago overloads the right side of the field. So they stack up six guys, actually, on the right of the long snapper. And so they're bringing pressure heavy from that right side. Now, typically, it can mean a couple things. In this part of the field... And, and you can tell they're trying to bring it pretty well. They almost get to Donnie Jones, actually. Uh, one guy actually comes pretty close to blocking this punt, but they bring pretty solid pressure. But coming off that right side, what they do is they set up a wall to Philly's left on the left side of the field. So it's almost you come from the right and you loop around to the left. Okay. So what you're doing, and pretty much I'll go kind of down the line, if you are the outermost player on that uh, line of scrims, if you're coming right off the end, okay, 
what you do, you come in, and then your responsibility, where you're trying to get to, okay, you have the first responsibility to get upfield as far as possible to help out your blockers, okay? And so really, you're just looping around, and what you see is every guy, starting really from the end all the way on down, is just looping around and lining up all the way down those left numbers, really the right numbers if you're Chicago, but the left numbers from Philly's perspective here, okay? Now, I will say, the wall that the Bears set up, it's not the best one I've ever seen, okay? They, you know, they, we, we've detailed wall returns in the past. The, the premise of a wall is pretty much on either one of the numbers, you line your guys up vertically so that, you know, the, the entire kicking team is trapped inside that wall, Chicago doesn't quite do it the way you want. The first thing they mess up is they get a little bit deep, okay? So instead of lining up on the numbers, they kind of line up there to begin with, and then they just keep backing up to the sideline. So they really squeeze Eddie Royal a little bit, who does just a fantastic job tightroping down the sideline just because he doesn't have a whole lot of space. It's Again, it, I, I say this nicely, but it's not the most elegant wall return that you'll ever see. But it is effective. It still ends up working. And again, 65 yards, Royal just takes it. He bounces. He knows exactly where he's going and takes it right down that right sideline, right right down his right sideline, the, the, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles' left sideline. Now, since this wasn't really a well-set-up wall, did Philly do something wrong in their coverage? So it's, it's interesting. What, what you see in the coverage here, uh, Philly's right punt gunner actually gets downfield incredibly well. He just completely misses the tackle, okay? Uh, he had a chance to stop Royal really for no gain, and he gets him you know, right at the ankles, and Royal just kind of hops over him, and Royal actually runs into his own man then. So he almost kind of, he's kind of trying to figure out where to go because he bounces into his own blocker at one point. And, you know, Royal pretty much just outruns a couple guys. There's a couple other missed tackles that you see there. I thought the lanes actually that you see from Philly are pretty good. They're like what the Eagles do, they get downfield and actually have pretty decent coverage lanes. They're not perfect, but you never are perfect on punt coverage. It's a chaotic situation. But they miss three different tackles and they take some bad angles when they get close to Royal in, in all three cases. So from my perspective, they're in position. They do it like they do the hard part. They they get downfield and and they're pretty balanced and everything, and they just can't wrap up three separate times. And you know, a lot of times on a return like this, you don't see anything like that because the wall's set up so well. And if he's gone, he's gone. Well, this you, you had three separate missed tackles that should have been made. That's that's I think the the key culprit here. And look, it's it's early in the season, so maybe punt units aren't you know fully figured out and everything yet. But really, it comes down to tackling because it was not the prettiest wall I've ever seen. I mean, this is this is not the Great Wall of China we're talking about here. This is this is not impressive. What were your thoughts on Royal on this play? He's this guy that I think has some really good moves after the catch as a receiver. Were you impressed with his sort of ball handling skills here? He's shifty, man. I'll tell you. So he catches the ball. He goes to his right a couple steps, bounces back to his left to set this up, and then just goes hard right I mean he accelerates in a hurry I'll tell you I don't think that he is the fastest guy out there but his quickness he is very very quick I'll say that much so you know I was pretty impressed by what I saw I don't think that he is 
an elite talent in terms of his spatial awareness. I don't know if he actually sees everything that well. I think that this was more a case where you saw a couple missed tackles as opposed to him finding the creases. I and I know that's kind of a tough line to walk, but it's just the sense I got watching it. I didn't think he did anything great to set up those missed tackles. I just thought it was crappy angles by uh, Philadelphia. Um, but I'll tell you, he, he's got some quickness. He's got a little bit of burst to him. And, you know, if he continues again, what what year is he in his third or fourth year now? I'm trying to think. He's somewhere in that ballpark, right? I'm trying to remember. No, I think he's older than that. Is he I older think than that? Date, I think he kind of dates back to their days in his days in Denver with I Cutler. T- I take it back. This is his seventh season. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, wh- man, that makes me feel old. I'll tell Doesn't you that. It? That I mean, makes he, he was drafted second round of 2008. So at eighth season, I'm sorry. So yeah, this oh man, I am I am really feeling old at this point. So I mean, look, he's he's got some quickness at this point. I don't know if if he's necessarily got the the spatial awareness to take his game in the return game to the next level. Again, this this was not a well executed wall. But it is my special teams play of the week because it's a touchdown, and we hadn't seen one yet this year. And at the end of the ge- at the end of the day, football's about touchdowns. You know, it's it, and I realize I just pissed off the entire kickers union by saying that. But football's about touchdowns. This is the first one we've seen on a return. We haven't really been close before this. You know, it's 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 been a very quiet year in terms of kickoff and punt returns. Partly, probably due to the new kickoff rules, you just haven't seen a whole lot of availability there. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, it's been uh, a quiet year to this point, but happy to see the first one out there. I, I love watching this. The other thing that we got this week, uh, we did have a, uh, a punt block that I'm going to be talking about or breaking down a little bit later on this week as well. Ooh, that's always fun. This was the first touchdown, but have any other units kind of shown that they've got at least the chops blocking-wise or scheme-wise that you'd expect them to bring one back to the house pretty soon? Um, who else have I seen that has been impressive? Um, I'm trying to think, uh, who was it that Oakland was playing last week? I'm trying to remember. Atlanta? Uh, was it Atlanta? Yeah, Atlanta almost brought one back on them. It was, uh, they brought one back, I think it was like 73 yards. Marquette King, the punter, actually made the tackle, uh, right down the, uh, the sideline after a, I think it was a 73-yard return that they had going down the left sideline. Um, it wasn't a great setup. It was more, again, kind of some missed, missed tackles and so forth. There, there's, it's, it's been a quiet year for returns, I'll tell you. I don't know what it is, but I just have not seen a lot that's really impressed me to this point. Well, there's still time, my friend. Any other thoughts on this rural return or any other special teams thoughts before we close it out for the day no i think that's i think that's about it that uh that i've got for the day today so i think we should probably call the show wrap up and then we're talking a little vikings tomorrow Ooh, always excited i better know who we're gonna have as a guest little vikings talking about that big win they got first game at their new stadium over yeah, I guess you would call them the hated rival Green Bay Packers. Whatever you, whatever floats your boat. Strongly disliked. Strongly disliked rival Green Bay Packers. You know, obviously, I mean, on, it's, it's the you know upper Midwest. I mean, they're nice people. Yeah, out do, there. I was going to say no hate. It's do, too strong a word. Do, do people from Minnesota dislike anyone? People from it's Wisconsin a strong dislike. It's <laughs> maybe a, a mild d- d- indifference. Yeah, it's at at best they just don't like you as much as everyone else, right? Yeah, that's a, probably the best way to put it. We are wrapped up for the day. Back tomorrow, we're going to be chatting with Arif Hassan about the Vikings and 
where they're going. Talk to you tomorrow. Chuck's out of Mark Schofield. We'll see you then.